Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. And we're joined by our guest, Alejandra Sladopolsky, and she's here to talk to us about how to get ready for a career transition. Alejandra, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we got connected through LinkedIn, and we're going to talk about LinkedIn later on because that's just a great way for people to uh, promote themselves or get connected to different opportunities when perhaps they're making some sort of career transition. We talk a lot about retirement, and yet sometimes retirement from your current job does not mean retiring just to the porch and the rocking chair and the golf course. Sometimes it means just moving to a different career, perhaps a career that is uh, more along the lines of pursuing a passion. How did you get into the the situation where you are helping a lot of these people, you call them second act career people. Tell, tell me more about that. Correct. So I've hel- I have helped a lot of CEOs and C-suite executives in their positioning, in their thought leadership strategies throughout their careers. But more and more, as you know, we all get older, they are also transitioning into retirement. And retirement, as you said, most of the time, it doesn't mean you just, hopefully you travel the world, but you do want to have some complementary income or something to continue pursuing your passion. There is something that you always liked about your career and you want to continue doing it. So most of the executives that I've worked with, they look for either conversion into a consulting structure for what they do, or sometimes they even do a strategy in which they want to become, they are already members of some board and they want to become participating more board of directors. That's basically it, or sometimes even creating content, creating podcasting, depending on the passion that each of us have. That's what I really help them figure out. And then we work from there. Um, the transition has to have both what your interests are and where what, what lifestyle you want to have. And then how you're going to make it a reality and balance it out with what you want to do. For sure. So a lot of times people are in a corporate job. They've maybe climbed the corporate ladder per se, and that's given them perhaps a level of comfort, perhaps a level of income. And I imagine this transition where they want to break away from that could be a little fearful, a little exciting, but what helped them succeed in climbing the corporate ladder might not necessarily be the attributes that help them become a great independent consultant or promote their work or to network and get into the different boards of directors. What types of things do people need to be prepared for as far as kind of the differences from going away from the corporate world more to maybe more the independent world? Exactly. So what what worked in corporate world in, in, in the corporate ladder is really internal marketing you know if you honestly if you were successful in the corporate uh, world you can definitely be successful as an independent why 
because the same marketing that you did internally, you're going to do outside. Of course, it's a no-no to promote yourself on LinkedIn as looking for another job or as an expert in something that your company doesn't offer. But I'm sure a lot of most successful C-suite executives are really good at building relationships, promoting their work within their organizations and promoting what they've been doing. So once you do like that click in your mind and say, okay, the same thing that I've been doing inside this organization, I just need to do it to the outside world. I need to use LinkedIn to show the experience that I have. I need to reach out to other, what we call in marketing, we call them stakeholders, to other stakeholders or people that I've been in touch with throughout my career to tell them what I'm doing. It's basically a lot, it's some the same qualities that you were doing during your career inside the corporate world. So I help them do make them tr- that transition and think about it as a marketing plan. So what's your marketing plan? Most of them do use a lot of LinkedIn announcing what their next move is. And... The key here is to focus on what you can do for your audience. So I'm sure we're going to discuss that later, but the way to come up with your core value proposition is to focus on what you do for others and what your results are. Mm-hmm. So that's what the process looks like. So sit down and say, okay, what do I enjoy? First of all, what do I enjoy doing? If you were a CEO or if you were a CTO, you know, what what happened early in your career that propelled you through this path? And nowadays, there is this very simple exercise that I actually do often. That is, I sit down with a piece of paper and say, what are my drivers on one column and what are my drainers on the other one? And I go throughout my day and think what fills me up with energy every day and what really like depletes my energy, what takes an extra effort, either because it's emotionally draining or because it's just something I don't like doing. And then decide what you want to do, decide what your lifestyle should be, should look for you in retirement. So let's say you want to work two, three, four hours a day, four hours a week. Decide what that looks like and what you're going to do the rest of the day. Most of us, well, most people retiring, at least I see, you know, they have enough energy. It's not like you were saying, sitting on the porch. Right. And they want to take that energy and put it towards something. Towards something. So it's a combination of hobbies and professional engagements. And that's exactly it. You can say it, sometimes your hobby can become your professional engagement. I like a few things you're talking about here with this idea of what drives you, what drains you. Uh, I hope that anyone, whether they're 25 and starting their career or staying in the corporate career or going out and becoming an independent coach or consultant or things like that, I hope they're thinking through that often of what are the activities that drive me? What are the activities that drain me? That's a great thing to to offer there to say that's a, a, a way you can go about it. 
I also like how you had a, a process. When you have a, a process, it's, it's not just this transition of instantly, you ought to be preparing for things ahead of time. The stereotype is you'd change your job or whether it was your choice or somebody else, and you say, I gotta polish off the resume. Uh, that resume should all, always be ready. Uh, in fact, you don't necessarily need a resume anymore. It's so uh, LinkedIn driven. Can you share with us what are some things people should be consistently doing just to be out there, whether it's LinkedIn or the professional community, things like that? Well, you should definitely be networking. Never underestimate who's in front of you, ever. You never know what that, who that person knows or what they may become in the future. So that's one. And if it's something, and, and find a way to network that you enjoy. I honestly, I dread networking parties that are too stiff, for example. When you, the old days, I, I call them the old days because the other day I was at a networking party that there was no one business card exchanged. It was all with the phone, right? So the old days in which you stood somewhere and started exchanging business cards all the time, and then you forgot who, who it was or you would make notes in the, in the back of the business card, right? So for me, it's finding the networking space that makes sense for you. Golfing has been there forever and there was a reason for that. Try to network within your hobbies or within your passions. That's For me, that's something that you should always do. And that may mean volunteering at organizations that are close to your heart or that are close to your career. It may mean a, a ton of different things. So that's one thing that you should never stop. I've always been a fanatic, for example, of one-on-one networking and Lunch Club came along. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's a website that allows you to arrange four meetings a week with people with similar interests. And you just, it's, it's very, very good, the, the matching that they do. And you just, you know, you just mm -hmm. get together for half an hour and chat with somebody online. And I, I really enjoy that. That's one thing. And then, yeah, Paul, what you can do online. LinkedIn is, of course, the, the way always to build your prof professional profile. You should always be updated. And you should always try to get on there and share content, share what you do share what you know in whatever capacity you can do it. Sometimes, of course, the corporate world provides a lot of rules and restrictions on what you can do, but I'm sure most of them have guidelines that you can, most companies have guidelines that you can use. And just if, if you follow the guidelines, I'm sure there's a ton you can do to discuss what you do or discuss, discuss your industry, discuss what you know, congratulate others on what they're doing, comment on what others are doing. Just try to get in there at least, I don't know, three, four times a week and, and show some activity and, and show what you're doing. Also, of course, maintaining an updated profile, uploading as much as you can in terms of any work that you can share. Sometimes it's private, but some other times there's a ton of work that we do every day and we take for granted that can be shared and um, it really help, out, help others. I've got a few things that pulled out from that with the, the lunch club. I think that's a great thing to look into post COVID here. Ever since COVID hit, a lot less one-on-one -on -one interaction and that's just a great way to get back into some one-on-one -on -one interaction is to, to network with people through that through that group, the lunch club. That's we'll have to make sure we find that link and put that in the, the show notes. 
but also too with all the things you talked with on LinkedIn. A lot of people feel like uh, you ignore LinkedIn because you have a job and all of a sudden you, you need to start looking for a job. So you flip the switch and people can see that. People can look at the history of have you been commenting on things and sharing things? It just started last week. Okay, well, that's clearly you're looking for a job. Uh, or maybe even if it's within your uh, company, if all of a sudden you instantly start uh, having this new activity on LinkedIn where you didn't have it before, maybe the company might think perhaps you are going to leave. I'm thinking of a, a family member of mine. Uh, he works in HR and he is just consistently commenting, sharing. He's very active on LinkedIn. And I can imagine that that's a huge help to building his personal network right now. And it's a way to stay active. He'll become known within that industry. And whenever he might be looking for a different job or a new opportunity, if that's the case, that's just going to be a huge, uh, huge help to have a bigger network, to have a history of activity within the, the community. That's a, a great thing. Hey, sorry for the interruption. It's Jeremy Kyle here. And I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com. Use the number or spell it out. You'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening. And now for the rest of the show. Yeah, definitely. And if you are looking for a transition, you should definitely show what you know. The days of um, knowledge being paying for knowledge or being a closed off access are way gone. So if, if you don't show what you know, if you don't share what you know, people are not, they're really not going to relate to you. And also try to do it in a personal, authentic level, authenticity online goes a long way. I remember when I actually, when I launched, when I did my transition from C-suite to entrepreneur, I was very scared of selling. I didn't, like, I was like, I don't know how to sell. Like, I do marketing, you know, I, I'm a marketing director. Like, what, what? And my husband actually, he's in, he has been in sales his whole life. So he was like, it's not a big deal, right? I'm like, no, <laughs> I was paralyzed. So he said, okay, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go out and look for people that say no. I'm like, what? Yeah, once you get no's, you're gonna get a yes. And I was, like, okay, that sort of, you know, switch a flip for me, like a flip the switch, sorry, <laughs> for me. But also the only thing I did, I remember my first quote unquote marketing action was to go through my LinkedIn, look, look, go through everybody I had met, which was much more people than I had realized and actually ask for coffee. And he said, hey, can we have a coffee together? I just want a quick update on where you stand in your career. And I want to tell you where I am at. And that's all I needed to gain my first 15 consulting clients. 
And that's the transition you need also. Most of the people are not used to selling. They're not used to approaching anybody. So that's that's my story on how I, I got started and what got me going. And I think it's important for everybody to have in mind. For sure. And well, what worked for you there is you had a process. You had a you knew where you wanted to go. And you had that encouragement from your husband. He was a mentor to you at that point in time, a, a coach to you on here's how you go about it. And that's something that you do is you are coaching through helping these folks that are uh, turning into a transition, a second act for them. And you're able to, to help them out with that. What would be the best way for someone to get in touch with you to, to learn about your, your coaching and, and uh, mentoring services? Um, just email me, Alejandra S at scalto.com s-c-a-l-t-o that's from scaling scalto.com well we'll put that in the the show notes your email and that website as well too so it'll be on there i want to go back to something you said about linkedin where you should share the knowledge that you have sometimes the things that feel overlooked i think on linkedin there's even a, a section you can put in that says here's your published articles I'm thinking of a few clients of mine that are both scientists. What does a scientist need to do on LinkedIn or need to do to promote themselves, right? Well, they are top of the class in terms of their particular field. They're consistently uh, researching, uh, publishing papers, doing conference presentations. And I imagine that their career has grown because they have gone out into the public and the public realm of their, their field and said, here's the information I know about. Here's what I'm sharing. They're connecting with people at, at conferences. One of them even uh, hit retirement, was still asked to present at conferences. Well, that's a nice situation. You get to go to a conference, maybe make a little bit of money to share your knowledge there, and sometimes get the uh, the free flight in a hotel. That's like a, a free vacation to, to still even be connected and still be in the game a bit. That's a, a great way to go. And that's, that's a scientist. You would maybe stereotype and say, what, what do they need to do with LinkedIn and networking and, and things like that? And, and there you go. They've done a great job with that. Right. I get that a lot from financial advisors too, or financial uh, portfolio managers that are scared to simplify or they call it dumb down whatever they publish and making your content available to everybody and making it simpler so that everybody understands what you're doing does not make you look worse. It makes you look much better. And that's what you're, you know, what you're saying about the scientists. So they open up what they do to the rest of the world and that helps them network better. Even if you don't share the technical details and it helps spread the word much easier for everybody to understand what you're doing and help them translate it to other people. So I always use the the dinner test with my clients. I tell them, okay, if you are at the dinner party and you explain what you do to somebody, can they turn around and tell it, you know, exactly the way you did to somebody else? Because you need that simple explanation to travel for you to be able to network when you're sharing the story again the story about the scientists yes they share the whole research but at the same time i'm sure they're sharing posts that simplify and explain what they're doing 
and that's what Mark, that's what your digital presence presence does for you. Yeah, I, I think and we were talking earlier. You talked about just about every chef has their own secret sauce, and discovering what your secret sauce is is a great way to go about it. Although you don't want to keep it a secret, you want to uh, share that secret sauce through a process. Just about every consultant maybe talks about this is the process we follow. This is our book of recipes. This is what we stand for. And when you do that, people can grab onto that easier. Just thinking of our own business, we talk about our five-step retirement income process. There's a whole lot of technicality behind that, but we try to make it more accessible of here's how you go about planning out your retirement. Or other times too, when we talk about what decisions do people make, our suggestion is first, do the math, and second, probably follow the math, right? If you know what the math suggests, uh, following the math is probably the, the way to go. And again, that's a lot of technicality uh, that we go into it with uh, tax rates and actuarial tables and present values of interest rates. I mean, it gets, it gets complex, but people can uh, get behind that. Just saying, we do the math and we usually follow the math after doing that. That makes sense. And that's just the way that people are able to better understand. They'll feel better about the decisions that they're making by knowing more about what their financial advisor is doing. And same thing, whether you're a consultant or a coach or, or on a board of directors, anything. When somebody else can repeat the process that you're using to help them get to where they want to go, they'll just feel a lot more better about the, the path you're guiding them on and they'll feel better about their decisions when they're when they're making those exactly and in the consulting world we call it the um, productization of your consulting but that's exactly what we're talking about and also what it, what I was mentioning before of finding your core value and your offering and that offering it may be a process but it's also a result. So you want to find that, you know, what do you do for clients? What results do you produce for, for them? You take them from, for example, in your case, you take them from disorganized finances or not a clear path to retirement to a very clear path to retirement and organized finances that make their, their objectives a reality. So in terms of what happens when you are a consultant, what is it that you're going to do for your clients or in the board of directors? What value are, gonna bring, are you going to bring to the table? Or as a speaker, what results are you going to get from the audience that you are presenting to? Are you going to engage them? Are you going to motivate them? Are you going to inform them? But be very clear about what your core value is and what is it that you have to offer? Because when you know what you have to offer and the results that the your stakeholders or your audience or your client can you know expect from you, then it's just going to be much easier to communicate, much easier to create all of your content online and not be distracted, and much easier to have conversations in which you say, hey, this is what I do for you, and this is what you can expect, just like your process. Well, it's been wonderful, Alejandra, having you on. I imagine a lot of people that are maybe even thinking about retirement, but especially thinking about what their second career transition might look at uh, are going to get a lot out of this. The ideas of of figuring out what it is you want to do and then how you get there, the steps to get there. And then especially that, that driver and drainer exercise. I love that exercise as well, too. 
the website again, that's scalto.com, S-C-A-L-T-O.com? Correct. Wonderful. Well, anything else that I hadn't asked you that you'd like to, to share with us? No, I think that's it. And that exercise, you're right. It's, it's very useful to do every once in a while, even with your personal life too. So I highly recommend it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you, Alejandra, for coming on to the show here and encourage everyone to go to her website, scalto, S-C-A-L-T-O.com to, to learn more. And thank you too for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.